Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm so glad we can call him that tonight. Well, how's everybody doing? Fighting the devil? Well, I can answer that question, but only you can answer this one. Are you winning? All right. That's what we want to hear. Amen. Revelation 22, verse 12. Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. We want to speak about our new home, but we'd actually like to speak about um, the people in the home. A house doesn't make a home, does it? No, um, actually the meaning of the word home is a social unit formed by a family living together. And the other, one of the other meanings for the word home is a place of origin. A place of origin. So it's where you came from. Home. So people can have a real, real beautiful house full of really nice furniture and just, oh, just a show place and not have a home. Not have any peace in there, any satisfaction. They can have so much money that they don't even know what to do with all the money they've got, but that's not what makes a home. But yet you could have other people who really struggle financially and they struggle to even make their payment from one month to another. And sometimes they wonder if they'll even have a place to lay down by the end of the month. But they can have a real home because they focused on what makes a home. So heaven to me is not just the expanse of gold and the beauty of the great materials that will be used to build it, but of the quality and the character of the God and the people who will make it home. That is our new home. Truly, if we're going that way, I believe that there ought to be an identification or an attribute of home that's being expressed in us now. The prophet says it this way, that what you are here is just a reflection of what you are somewhere else. So the life you live and the way you live. So he said, if we're living under the influence of light, then whenever you leave this world, you can do no more than go to that light that you came from in the beginning. So we're reflecting by our life here what we are somewhere else. Reason people live like hell? Well, guess what? That's where they're going. Well, if we're going to heaven, there ought to be something reflective of heaven that we're living out now. You believe that? Let's read together. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Now notice what heaven, the author of heaven, the creator of heaven says that it's going to be like. That he's going to give to every man according to his work shall be. So heaven and hell will only be the destiny reflected by the works here in time. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they might have the right to the tree of life. Now, remember, the Greek word here interchangeably is synonymous with washing the robes in the blood of the Lamb, keeping His word, washing the robes, that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Praise the Lord. 
Well, isn't it good to be in the house of God? How many has got a need in your heart, a request in your heart? Maybe it's not even for you. Maybe it's for somebody else tonight. Let's hold them there as we approach the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we bow our heads to the dust of the earth from whence we were taken, and we know unless the change comes, we must go back that same way. But how grateful we are to know, Lord Jesus, that if our bodies do go that way, that our souls already have a place where we're waiting, Father, a theophany body, a word-form body that we go into. Lord, you saw the needs of your people as the hands were raised and signifying something, a desire. Maybe for some of them it wasn't even them. It was a son, a daughter, a husband, or a wife. Father God, we bring our needs, our cares to you, and we cast them upon you tonight. Father, this prayer cloth that I have in my hand, Lord, for Sister Joan Tessa, you see her need tonight, Father, we're just asking that you'll move on behalf of our sister. Lord, we know there's different folks that's afflicted with different sicknesses and things that Satan has put upon the human race. But we know, Heavenly Father, that you've told us that the army of the devil will put it on, but the army of God takes it off. So as people of faith, that's what we do. And we don't just pray, but we believe when we pray. And we expect results when we pray. Now, we're not going to dictate to you how those results come to pass. Oh, Lord, we just believe that you will answer our prayers. Sometimes you say yes. Sometimes you say no. Sometimes you say wait a while. But a wait a while answer is still an answered prayer. So we ask you tonight that you would help us as we endeavor to look into your word. May you take the word of life. May you break it, Lord Jesus. We come to the end of the service. We'll know it was you by the way you broke the bread. So speak to us your unfailing words of life. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. God bless you, saints. You may be seated. Such an honor for us to be together, isn't it? In the presence of God. Let us go back tonight, if we can, into the Garden of Eden. And I'd like to, if the Lord would help me, to be able to, for us to walk together into the Garden of Eden and maybe view some trees that we haven't quite embraced with full understanding. Now, we know that God was a great creator. He was a great gardener. God does things in greatness, of course, but He He identifies it in simplified terms, but he does it in such a great way that man misses it by the simplicity which God chooses to reveal it in. So I pray that God would help us tonight that we don't do that. Now we know that the Garden of Eden had all kinds of real trees. They were green trees. They were trees of all sizes, trees that were Uh, identified by bark and leaves and branches and fruit. And yet there were some more trees there that at first sight, we would not actually call them a tree, probably. Under the language of Scripture, we would not really look at them first-handed and call it a tree. But we would call them more than likely, something else. But God chose to identify some of these trees under different terms than what you and I probably would. 
And whenever the message of the hour came in the end time, there was more said about the trees in the Garden of Eden than was previously said in other ages. So apparently God had a reason in doing that. I believe that it was for our understanding, don't you? Now, because God did not want to reveal His book, so it would be like a newspaper, or so it would be like a book of theology, and something that people would just be able to sit down and read it at face value, and get full and complete understanding out of it that way. God wrote it to where that it would have to have a spiritual key inserted into the lock of the passage of Scripture, and the key would have to turn it and be able to open it. And then once it was open, they would say, Oh, now I see, now I see. So because God uses words that are synonymous to us with some things, it does not mean that God is actually meaning that at all. Now you're looking at me really funny. Now, when we look at the word tree, we've looked at it, of course, before, but when we look at the word tree, most of us would think, as most people do when they read the Bible and the book of Genesis, and they read about the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the artist, of course, down to the ages, especially in the Renaissance time, whenever there was a great anointing on the earth for art and music, and, uh, you know, many of those men they were great renowned artists and they did some beautiful beautiful works but for the most part the key to knowledge of understanding the symbols of trees in the Garden of Eden was pretty much kept away from the masters it was kept away from the theologians it was kept from the uh, archbishop the diocese and all of them so when they read about a tree in the Garden of Eden well when the masters read it that way they drawed a tree and they put a snake wrapped around that tree and that snake had this red delicious apple I guess in its mouth and somehow he was talking out of the side of his mouth I guess and had that apple over here and kind of talking you know however that worked because the key had not been inserted into the lock to open it up so the passage of understanding could come through the unlocked door. You follow me so far? So then this is what helped mold and shape traditional theology that when people would read about a tree in the Bible that they would think, well, it's like a tree. It's a pine or an oak or a, or a maple or, you know, a bamboo or something like that. And God knew that it would happen that way. You mean God, Brother Donnie, would do that on purpose? Of course he did. And he still does. So whenever then we come into this day, then it was expanded a little further that it was going to become synonymous with trees. And trees is used all through the message. Now, for people who pick and people who are looking for things to seemingly contradict one another. Well, when you go to studying on the subject of trees and the message, you can find things that seem to contradict the other. But most of the time, it's simply a lack of understanding that ties it all together. 
So there were green trees there. There were trees, no doubt, that we have never even seen because some of the original species which were in the Garden of Eden, once there was a climatic change that came upon the earth and the earth was tilted, no doubt some of those species was not able to carry over and live into the same environmental zones as what we have today. So uh, some of the animals probably themselves also became extinct as well as vines and flowers and so on and so on. So I'm sure that in the botany kingdom, in the Garden of Eden, that there were some trees, trees that were there that we've never known and they will not resurge again until the millennium or possibly the eighth day. So there was trees there of large size. There was trees maybe of, of slim, slender type of structure. There was some, no doubt, that would be, would be common to today. And that would be maybe the, the live oak that the branches would go way, way out. And there would be some that would be like the walnut and some like the ash, the poplar, the pine, the palm, on and on and on we could go. And yet there were some there in the Garden of Eden that were called trees that actually had no bark at all or had no leaves at all or had no fruit as if you would come up and pull a fruit off of a tree. Yet they had all of the above named in a spiritual form. So God chose to hide it then under the language of a tree, knowing that man, once man partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that man from that point on, without divine intervention in his life, would constantly, even those who try to come to God, he would still be eating on the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So he would eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and if he just gets religious and don't get born again, he will read the Bible, he will eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then he will read from the Bible and try to perceive the Bible through his diet from the knowledge of good and evil. So this is why we have so many denominations, so many different affiliations and theology down through time because men are still eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil even though they go to church. And even though they study the Bible and give years and years and years of their life to being a theologian, to studying about God and all sorts of things. But yet they never actually give up their diet from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So they try to understand God from the mind. And they read the Bible and they read it based upon their diet from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You follow me so far? So now every one of us had no choice, of course, in the beginning because of the one tree that was in the Garden of Eden that we were all born from. But we do have a choice from some of the other trees in the Garden of Eden of which one that we eat from. Now initially, we all were born of the tree of death, which the tree of death actually ate from the tree of knowledge. Now eating from the tree of knowledge then instituted the law by which the tree of death would pass down to every one of her offspring. And it was a her which was Eve. 
She was the tree of death. Now then, we had no choice of that tree. It was not by choice. Well, I don't want to be born by a woman. I, I want to be born by the, the man tree, Christ. We had no choice by our first birth. But we do have a choice to have a second birth. And of course, the woman cannot give us a second birth. The woman can only birth you one time. Thank God for that. Right? And by that birth, we had absolutely no choice whatsoever. But then once we are birthed of the woman tree, the tree of death, then God turns around and gives us as mortals the opportunity. Now, do you want to continue with that first birth, the identity that you are born dead, that you are born unregenerate, you are born from the tree of death because she partook of the tree of knowledge. Do you want to continue? Continue your diet, eating from the tree of knowledge. It will ultimately each lead you to eternal separation from God. To where your body and your soul both will be destroyed. Amen. Or do you want to eat from that original tree of life, which was in the Garden of Eden? Now, the choice is up to you and I tonight. But what we will find in our lives as we journey along, if you don't realize it already, that even though the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life were in the Garden of Eden, and maybe many of you tonight, if I would ask you, well, uh, do you think the tree of knowledge of good and evil is still alive? Some of you may have mixed thoughts about about that you wouldn't really be sure and you say well I got saved brother Donnie so I no longer actually partake of that really are you really sure about that are you sure that when you go through trials and tests and sickness and different things of life that Satan is still not trying to get you not by your soul but from your spirit and from your body to partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and try to make you understand what you're going through and bring it through your mind. Now remember, this is the channel right here by which we partake of the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A soul sealed by the Holy Ghost never wants any fruit off of that tree. And the church said, a soul that is sealed by the baptism of the Holy Ghost cannot eat any fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But because you still have the birthmark of your first birth, and you still bear that image as a human being, then when we are born again, Satan will try his best, especially with things we don't understand we're going through. Or when we just get down and we get weary. Anybody still, that still happened to you? Well, of course it does. Well, whenever we go through those things of life and we don't have the answer and the tree of life sometimes remains silent when we're going through our great trials. Remember, Brother Adam said he was standing there at the coffin of his wife and his baby. Both had just died in such a short span of time. And his father just died. And he had a brother to die uh, just a few days after all of that. And he said, there he was standing there and, and Satan was talking to him. And he said, God was silent. So he said, if God wouldn't say anything, the devil sure would. And he said, look at you. You give your life to God. You've done this. You've done that. And he said, everything the devil told him was the truth. Now you hear people say the devil can't tell the truth. Well, they just lied to you. The devil can tell the truth when he wants to tell the truth. He will tell you the truth about yourself unless that truth makes you free. 
Now listen, if you've got a real bad past and you've got a lot of problems, the devil don't mind sharing that truth with you every day of your life. But if the truth about you will make you free, the devil don't want to tell you that, he wants to tell you a lie. But if you're struggling with this and struggling with that and you got besetting sins in your life, the devil will tell you that truth every day. And you'll have to acknowledge that it's the truth. Is that right? So you know what was Satan doing? Now here's the prophet of God. And he said, about the time I was ready to say, well, if that's the way he is, then I'll just walk away from him. He said, but something down within him said, the Lord give and the Lord took away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So it was a typos in the soul. But don't you see what was happening? There was the tree of life in the soul of the prophet of God. But there was also the tree of knowledge of good and evil which was now trying to speak to him through his great, great trial and the tree of life chose to remain silent. Well, I've been there a lot of times in my life when the tree of life wouldn't say nothing to me. But boy, that old tree of knowledge, he's a blabbermouth, ain't he? He can talk and talk and talk and talk. Oh my, I get tired of hearing him. And the tree of life will sometimes will hold his peace, but he has a reason in doing so. And here was Brother Branham. Now, he'd done given his heart to God many years prior to this, and he was sealed with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But yet there he was, listen now, there he was back in the Garden of Eden again, as it were, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life both were standing right there in the garden of his life. You see, we fail by bringing these, these circumstances and events from out of uh, 6,000 years ago when it was there in the Garden of Eden. If we don't bring it down to our everyday life, we make a great error, friends. Because even though we're sealed by the Holy Ghost and our soul, yet our spirit, our mind, our body, our temperament, our makeup, all of that, it is still unregenerate. And it still bears the mark of the imagery of the tree of death. And because it does, the tree of knowledge of good and evil still wants to come around and try to penetrate your spirit, your mind, with thoughts, with ideas that are as contrary to the tree of life as they can be. Now can you imagine one day whenever we are fully, completely changed, that the tree of knowledge of good and evil will never have any more access to us? Our minds, however that will work, our spirit of course will be gone and we will have a theophany. You'll never have a negative thought. You'll never have a negative battle in your mind. No more mind battles at all. Praise God. Why? Because you'll bear in your mortal flesh. Think of it. It will be eternal life in a human body. But you will bear in your flesh which has been immortalized by the power of God. Not the birthmark of the woman tree, but the birthmark of the man tree. Which gives you the right to the tree of life. Now this is the inhabitants, of course, of the city that's going to live inside. You know, you're not just going to be there and you're going to just walk up and down streets of gold and other people will come in they look just like you. There's going to be something different about you, not only in the physical. John said, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 
Remember, Moses temporarily was able to walk into that pillar of fire. And when he came out, he came out with an effigy of the glory of God so upon his face that they could not bear it. The Lord Jesus was transfigured in a moment and bore a part of that glory. You know, I really believe with all of my heart that the bride of Christ, the elect of God, living inside that city will bear an image of the glory of God upon her and the other people that live outside the city you will look like a human your fingers hands toes all that all that but there will be an image of the glory of God upon us that every other human being will look at in all and they will know you will be identified because of that glory of God. Remember when Stephen was there just as a mortal fixing to enter into the paradise of God and they looked upon his face and it looked like that of an angel. So God from time to time has shared this, this effigy of his glory, his image with man. And he would let eternity break into time even upon the image of human beings themselves. Oh, what awaits for the people of God. So, now what? So then we have all these trees, natural trees, in the Garden of Eden, but we also have a tree of life. Now, even though the word tree would make you think of branches and roots and the leaves and bark and so on, but yet we know that the tree of life was a person. And Happy Valley believes that, right? So the tree of knowledge of good and evil also was a person. Now what's the prophet as he uses these words kind of interchangeably? In the Garden of Eden, there's two trees. One was knowledge and one was faith. One was life. One was the death of knowledge. The other one was life by faith. And as long as they eat by that faith of this tree, all right, they live. But when you got on this tree, he died. The first bite he took, he separated himself from God. And man continually has been biting off of that tree. They're still doing it to this day. If you saw it this week, just in your news updates on your phone or your tablet, whatever more, you saw that Russia has been sending off hypersonic missiles and broke into another mock speed of being able to send missiles faster than what our, our ICBMs are able to detect and all that. I don't care how smart America gets gets, one day Russia will outsmart them. Why? It's prophecy. It's the word of the Lord. So man, when he bit off of that tree of knowledge of good and evil, what was it to be able to understand a little bit more? And of course, you know, it was Eve that partook of it and then gave to the fruit to her husband. But through this form of the serpent, Satan was able to use this and it was a question in the woman's mind. So you have to watch and be careful with people that you're hanging around with, fellowshipping with, that go to asking all kinds of questions. You know, it's one thing. If questions is all right. We don't have a problem with questions. But what I always like to look at is the person asking the question and the intent of the question itself. Now, sometimes people ask questions and they're just wanting to know. They're sincere. Other times they're asking questions to bait you so they'll be able to bait you and raise a question which they figure you can't understand. And then once they create the question there, they'll ask you another and another and another and on it goes. And it undermines the faith of many people. Is that right? Now you remember, you said, where do you get that at? I get it from the pattern in the scripture. I get it from Judas Iscariot, the amen, the son of the devil himself. That's right. Uh, whenever he said, how come this perfume was not sold for so much money and give to the poor? And yet the writer of the gospel said, he said this not because he loved the poor, but because he was a thief. 
So therefore you have somebody seemingly asking a sincere, honest question. It was not honest or sincere. It was from a deceiver and a liar. So all people that ask questions, well, I don't know why I'm going this way, but I'm going to go. All people that ask questions are not asking them sincerely. They're not asking to know more. They're asking to cause a question in your mind. And whenever the serpent asked either this in the Garden of Eden, of course, it raised a question in her mind she could not answer. So once Satan found this avenue, now remember he was trying the human race. It never tempted a human before. He dealt with angels and got them away from the economy of God, but he'd never dealt with a mortal. So now he deals with the first mortal and he sees how she came along and how she responded. So he learned something there in the Garden of Eden. Yea, hath God said that you shall not eat of every... Well, God has said we shall eat of every tree, but of the, of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said shall not eat of it nor touch it lest you die oh you will not surely die why you're ignorant about this see you don't know do you now right now you're standing right there confused you really don't even understand why God I'll tell you what it is God's trying to keep something from you you will be as God's pray tell me what were they already Adam was a God on the earth, but notice Satan cloaked this in mystery as if though it raised a question in our mind, well, maybe my husband's not a God. Maybe my husband's not a son of God. Maybe he's not there. Maybe, 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 maybe. Don't you understand, friends? People go to getting around all these websites raising all kinds of questions about the message, raising questions about God, and raising questions about this. Don't you understand what you're doing? You're opening up a Pandora's box. You got questions, come to somebody that has the answers and sit of some infidel. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, if you're going to ask somebody that's eating an apple, is that sweet or sour? You're going to ask the man who's eating it or a man sitting there looking at it, criticizing him eating it. Now, if you're a dummy, you'll ask the other guy. If you really want to know, ask the man eating it. Well, praise God. You got questions about the message? Come to those of us who are eating on it and instead of a bunch of these heathens who's left it. Now what? So here's two trees then in the Garden of Eden. One was knowledge and one was faith. Now, he tells us that a man continually has been biting off of that tree. Every time he takes a bite by knowledge, he destroys himself. God destroys nothing. Man destroys himself through knowledge. Again, he says there was two trees in the Garden of Eden. One of them was knowledge and the other one was life. And when a man went off the tree of life to eat the tree of knowledge, he always tried to figure things out from then on. So now watch, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it brings a resurrection to the intellect of man's fallen, unregenerate being. So then he gets all curious and he's going to try to understand. So he wants to figure it all out. So he wants to serve God because he's religious. So he got to figure out, okay, now I've got to figure all this out. Which way am I going to go? I've got to sit down now. I'm going to study this and I'm going to study that and I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to figure that and you're trying to figure out God while you're <laughs> you're eating like a big fattening hog off the tree of knowledge of good and evil trying to approach God stop 
eating Satan's trash in order to take a bite from the tree of life. So you'll never be able to understand God. Let me just say it with reservation. I doubt there's anybody here that studies the word of God any more than I do. Or any longer than I have. Well, praise the Lord. I don't understand God. You mean, Brother Donnie, you don't? I sure don't. But I love him. I know that, Brother Philip. I sure do love him. My, I've studied thousands of scriptures and 10,000. I've looked at quote studies over 10,000 quotes in one study. That's one time. Decades and decades and decades. My, that men could study about God. But that's not the way you know him. You know him by coming to the tree of life. Not of your head. Well, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. And the more you try to figure, the farther you'll get away from God. Well, praise the Lord. Now notice he said he's always tried to figure things out from then on. He's never got straightened out yet. Well, that's the truth, isn't it? So we might as well, look at this simple, simple answer. We might as well go back to the tree of life and just believe. <laughs> we might as well go back to the tree of life and just believe. Well, Brother Donnie, that's too simple. Right. That's why the majority of the world will be lost. That's why the majority of Christendom will go through tribulation. Because they're trying to figure it all out. But the really elect are like Abraham. They just believe. They don't understand it all. They don't have the answers to it all. But they just believe. And God says, I love it when you believe me. Even when you don't understand me. Even whenever Satan tries to offer you the fruit from the tree of knowledge. You say, absolutely not. Amen. Notice again he says, in the garden of Eden, there were two trees. One was science. And the other was faith. So here is a tree that's the tree of science. And one was faith. Now what are these trees? Of course it's Jesus and Lucifer. But now he calls him the tree of knowledge, which he was. He calls him the tree of science, which he was. And he calls the other one faith and life. So which one do you think modern man would want? Faith and life or science and knowledge and atoms? Can't you see what man's choosing? Notice he says when man left the tree of life, faith, and took a first bite off the tree of knowledge, science, he destroyed his fellowship with his maker. Every time he bites a bite off of that tree, he still separates himself from God. So you don't know God by education. You don't know him by the scientific researches. You know God by simple child faith. What kind of child? God's child. Simple, amen. You know God by simple child faith. Now we ain't talking 
much like a little, a little child. We are, of course. But we're talking about this is what designates and separates the real elect from the rest of those. The whosoever will grow. Because they simply believe it. Their father said so. You know God by simple child faith. That's the way you know God. Forgetting your education, forgetting all the other things, just simply know that you are a creature of His creation. There you know God by that simple as that. Now let me tell you something, friend. The sad part about it is this is too simple now for a lot of the message folks. Because a lot of our message folks are smarter now than there was in the 50s. Well, come on, Brother Donnie, preach. A lot of our message folks have got all kinds of degrees on this and that and the other. I'm not against degrees now unless those degrees get in your way of faith. If they get in your way of faith, I'll tell you one thing. I'd rather be dumb. Well, praise God. That's exactly right. You realize that many of our message people are more educated today than the degree of people Brother Ryan was speaking to in his day. And they're sitting there in the pews and they're, well, yeah, okay, right, okay, okay, you better make sure. It is a revelation you're grabbing a hold of, friend, instead of education. We don't want to be educated to believe serpency, educated to believe Malachi 4. We need it to be a revelation. Or one day your degree will put you away from God. Because you get to where you can't figure it out. Well, I just don't understand. It used to make sense when I was dumb, but now that I'm so smart, it don't make sense. Well, pardon my English, but you're better off when you're a dummy. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Notice, let's take another turn now. In the Garden of Eden, there were two trees. One woman and one man. So now we move from the two trees that are in the center of the garden, whose branches were intertwined, and both of them had to do with life in the garden. Now we move to two created trees who were later found in the garden, the male tree coming first and then the female tree. One being a man, one being a woman. Notice he said all that lived by that woman died. She's a tree of death. Now isn't it amazing? It's a paradox really that there's no way that a man can duplicate himself without a female. If the homosexual agenda is right, then let's watch them reproduce. Let's see the lesbian couples have kids. Let's see two men have kids. Why? Can't do it. No life there. It's not original. It's a perversion. Well, Brother Donnie, you shouldn't say that. You're going to get in trouble. And tell me what else is new. <laughs> well, it's still God's word, friend. As I've said before, show me where God married two men and I'll do this likewise. God didn't marry Adam and Steve. It was Adam and Eve. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
But yet God ordained it then that the woman still must be the one which would come together in the union of holy wedlock and through that children would be brought to the earth. But yet God knew all along that when this would happen that they were born through this tree of death. But how in the world can that be? Because the woman herself supplies the ovum or the egg by which the union of the man, 23 chromosomes from him, 23 from her. So it's not like that she's just an empty incubator and everything comes completely from the man because it does not. The DNA does not come completely from the man. Uh, all the chromosomes don't come completely from the man, but it is a mixture of the man and the woman, right? So whenever we are born through the woman tree, then we are born dead. We're thinking, how in the world can we be born dead, but yet we can't be born unless we come through? Aren't you glad your mother wasn't a hog? Aren't you glad your mother wasn't a dog or a horse or a monkey or something like that? It had to be a human, right? It had to be a human. And yet out of her, she brought forth life out of her, but she has not the ability, nor does the man, to impart eternal life. And she is identified as the tree of death. And yet God chose a tree of death by the name of Mary in order to bring the tree of life out of the tree of death. God's got a bigger picture in his mind that through this act of the tree of life, the man coming through the tree of death, the woman, he's going to redeem the woman back. Amen. But unlike us, the Lord Jesus was not half God and half Mary. He was not half God and half man. Come on, saints. He was a creation of God himself. He was fully God and fully man. But he had not one speck of her blood, not one iota of her DNA. There was not one chromosome from her. That's what should have been your original birth. Oh, blessed be the Lord. That should have been your original birth. But God said, oh, because you've done this now, every human being must come to the tree of death. The woe man. Oh, praise the Lord. Notice he says, if you was born of a woman, you'd die. When you're born of a man... Now, not the man Donnie Reagan, not the man Terry Horn, Wes Willis, Gene Lehman, Gene Littleton, Jack Yance, Christ Jesus. You live. Notice then, Adam's bride was defiled before he got to her. How did she become this tree of death? She stepped over the word. Allowed the womb of her mind to receive a lie. And death set in her soul before her body was co-joined together with the serpent. Now she becomes the tree of death. Now watch this. If you're born of the woman, you die. When you're born of the man, Christ Jesus, you live. Then notice Adam's bride was defiled before he got to her. When Jesus came, he was that tree of life. I am the bread of life. The tree of life come from God out of heaven. If a man eats this, he never dies. Then when he went away, he purchased all glory. Don't you see what heaven inside the heavenly city is going to be? Our new home, it's going to be the restoration of the bridegroom tree and the bride tree. Oh, 
Praise be to God. The elect down through the ages will be identified as the bride tree, Mrs. Tree of Life. He purchased a bride tree and that tree was established putting its roots in the earth on the day of Pentecost. Her doctrine and everything happened right then at the beginning. Oh, listen to this. I love this quote. Everything that she had need of was given her right then. Oh my, she growed and she growed for about 300 years. Praise be to God. Oh, I know, friend, there's folks in the message that want to make fun of our apostolic brothers and say they didn't have nothing. You need to read the message a little closer. They was that alpha bride. Is that right? They were that seed word and had to be sown in perfect seed form in order to bring a resurrection down through the church ages. But they had everything they needed. Well, come on, somebody. Well, Brother Donnie, they didn't preach the seals. They didn't need the seals. They didn't need the seals. Well, they didn't have the church ages. They didn't need the church ages. They had what they needed, and it brought them to a state of perfection, praise God. And for 300 years, they growed and growed and growed. Oh, my. Christ, that tree that was in the Garden of Eden. There were two trees in the Garden of Eden, he says. Those two trees, listen to this terminology, I'm sure you've noticed it, Brother Terry. These two trees were set there for birth purpose. These two trees were set there for birth purpose. And when Eve, she was the tree of death. And when she was touched... When she was touched, partook of. And Christ was the tree of life. Now by the woman comes death. By the man come life. Oh my. Notice again he said, now notice Jesus. There was two trees in the garden of Eden. One of them was life and the other one was death. One of them was the woman and the other one was the man. So we've got a tree of knowledge, we've got an evil, we've got a tree of life and death, we've got a tree of science and, and belief, right, faith. And then we've got two other trees, we've got a tree of life in the natural, which was a man, and we've got the tree of death. Now the woman had not yet become the tree of death, but she had the potential to be able to enter into that stage of death. Now remember, keep in mind the church and the church ages. That in the, the beginning, the original, for 20 years, something like that, before the church age ever even started, there was a holy church, it was the Alpha Bride, it was that great original seed word that God sown for 300 years. They growed and growed and growed. What were they? They were the bride tree. They were out of the tree of life. Then what would God do? God would take the semen of his word and he would anoint his men to go out and they were live bearers. They would go out and bring folks to what? Right back into the body of Christ, which was the invisible union of the bride of Christ. And Satan hated it. He couldn't stand it. So what he said, I've got to get to that woman. I've got to do the same thing to that woman that had done to Eve in the Garden of Eden. If I can contaminate her, she's the seedbed. So if I can make her, let me say it this way, if I can contaminate her ground and make her radioactive, so you'll understand. If I can make her radioactive, then every 
seed, every plant, every drop of water that comes out of her will be contaminated with radioactivity. Everything in there will be poisoned. Right now, she's alive. Everywhere they're going, they're casting out devils, raising the dead, healing the sick. Oh, hallelujah. It's the tree of life in bride form, which makes it the bride tree. But Satan said somehow, I see what God's doing. He ain't no longer here in his own body, but I see what he's doing. He's using her. But if I can get to her and contaminate his field, the whole human race will be contaminated again. Praise God. Notice he says, life that came of the woman dies. Isn't that peculiar? Life that come by the woman dies. Life that come by the woman dies. I trust you're all alive here tonight. But we're dying. Why? Because the life we have come from our mother in the sense of being mixed with our father, right? So it is a life of death. Don't you understand? That's what gets people. They look at the domination and say, oh, Brother Donnie, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing that. But it is a church life of death. And they're looking at it. Well, praise God, we're going in members and we're doing this and that and the other. But it is a life of death just like you and I. You may sit here tonight not a pain in your body. You may sit here and you feel so good. This has been the best day of your life. Oh, but my brother, sister, you don't know in an hour you may be laying somewhere in a, in a, in a morgue. Why? Because it is a life of death. And inevitably we will all die unless the rapture gets us. But are we alive? But it's only perpetual life, human life, a life of death. Why? The grounds, the grounds that we came out of was contaminated. Jesus said, I am the bread of life that come from God out of heaven. The angels, the seraphims guarded the tree of life, which was the bread of life that come from God out of heaven. And notice that they wouldn't take it without an atonement. And the atonement had to be made, then they could take the bread of life. That was that perfect tree, bore perfect fruit. David saw it in Psalms and said, it's like a tree standing by the rivers of water. The rivers, many of them, one water, many gifts. Many gifts, same spirit. He bore every fruit perfectly and then the Romans cut him down and hung him on a man-made tree. But when he come back, he ordained on the day of Pentecost, what did he ordain? A bride tree with the spirit of himself in that tree to bear the same fruit. Oh, hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord Jesus in that tree to bear the same fruit. It come up for the first 300 years doing fine. Satan said, oh, I did it once. I believe I can do it again. I'll start taking the words of these apostles and twisting them just a bit. First, it won't even be noticed. And I'll start emphasizing something just a little bit different than the bridegroom tree. Just a little bit. I'll start working on his name. 
introduce some titles so they'll leave out they'll they'll feel bad about leaving out the Father and they'll feel bad about leaving out the Holy Ghost and little by little I'll start dividing the Godhead and they'll become confused and they'll pray to the Father for a while and then they'll pray to the Son for a while and then they'll pray to the Holy Ghost for a while and then they'll get all confused I don't remember which one they prayed to and then I'll start working on them well if I can get them there then maybe I can get them in the aspect of holiness and then I'll get them in the aspect of joy and worship and little by little I'll start eroding so if I can get to the ground of the church and contaminate that ground and every member they bring in through that church will die if I can get them to corrupt the bedding ground. Notice this. In the trial in Topeka 1964, listen to this prayer. Father, we've also been born of the life giving from the man. The male comes to the female and the germ from the male as your spirit overshadowed the virgin and in her womb was created the blood cell. The blood cell, not Jewish, not Gentile, but God created the blood. In that blood, we have our hopes. It was not of a woman, either of a man. It was of God. And Happy Valley said. So we pray today, Lord, as we see ourselves partakers of the woman tree, We must all die because there is no life in the woman. So the ground was contaminated. So every woman, no matter how godly, how saintly, how full of the Holy Ghost, she can no longer, absolutely does not have the power to pass eternal life unto her children by being born out of her body, right? So they are born of the tree of death. The father that fathered them is also under death. But there's only one man tree which can produce eternal life, and that is Christ Jesus. Paul cannot do it. Brother Branham can't do it. Your pastor can't do it. No other man can do it. Notice, but how he brings us in. So we pray today, Lord, as we see ourselves partakers of the woman tree, and we must all die because there is no life in the woman. Now also, Father, we've been given the privilege... Notice, remember what Revelation said, that they can have right to the tree of life. Amen. So we have been given the privilege to partake of the man tree, which was Christ. Friends, can't you see why the denominational people will go through the tribulation? Because they're eating from the woman. Well, now the Bible says you've got to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, I know the Bible says that, but my church says, in other words, your mother. Well, my mother said, now well, the Catholic Church, my mother said, you see what they're doing? They're partaking and eating from the woman tree, which is giving them death. Well, God said he had sent Elijah to the brother. I know, but I asked my pastor about that, and he, he, he connected up there with the board of overseer, and they said, that's a false prophet. Well, you're still eating from the woman tree. Amen. And we're not eating from a man called William Branham tree because it's not a William Branham tree. It's a Christ tree. But Christ is the word. Amen. But yeah, what do they do? Well, my church said, my mama was a Methodist in my church and I've always been, go right ahead. You're eating from the woman tree, which is the tree of death, which will put you in tribulation period. But what's the bride eating of? The tree of life. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. Amen. 
notice he says, then Father, we've been given the privilege to partake of the ministry, which was Christ. Now through him we have life. Life. The word made life among us. Grant, Lord, that these things will become such a reality to the church that they will see and will understand the hour that we're living in. Oh my. Now we've been looking at the Lord Jesus, of course, that he was the first apostle of the New Testament. But you know also that he was a prophet. Well, he wasn't just a prophet in the sense of visions and prophetic gift, but he was a prophet tree. Now in the prophet tree becomes a power of begettal in order to beget for generations that will come on down for 2,000 years. Now watch it, Brother Bram said, he was God's perfect prophet tree. The example tree, the bridegroom tree tree. Now, I want you to look at this word bridegroom. Isn't it amazing? You ever wondered why that the man of the relationship is called the bridegroom? Bridegroom. So her name is in front of his in order to give him his identity. So the bride is simply called the bride, but the man is called the bridegroom, which means what? The bride's groom. <laughs> bride's groom. Don't you understand what he is? He is your groom. You needed a savior. He is your savior. You needed a healer. He is your healer. He is your bridegroom. Oh, hallelujah. That's why Satan don't want us to see who we are in the word. He wants us to spend decades of our life going around and around and around. Well, I've done this and I've done that and I've done something else and I ain't perfect. Of course you ain't perfect. We all already know that anyhow. Just go ahead and say it and move on with God. Oh, I'm a failure. Of course you are. And you'll remain a failure as long as you live in your sin and unbelief. But come on, my brother, sister. Let's move higher in the kingdom of God. In him, I'm more than a conqueror. In him, oh glory to God, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Spend all your time talking about what a big failure you are if you want to. Why not talk about what a great overcomer he is? Spend all your time talking about your sickness. Why don't you spend a lot of your time talking about what a big healer you got, what a big God he is. But watch, he was God's perfect prophet tree. The example tree, the bride's groom tree. <laughs> Amen, glory. I'm gonna say something directly, he says. If he is the bridegroom tree, you believe it, from the Garden of Eden, then the bridegroom tree without the female don't bear fruit. So he's got to have a bride tree. Friends, we should not be surprised that everything that has been restored to us in the last day, God will allow Satan to try to come among us and use preachers and whatever more to take away the restored part that has been brought back. The original bride tree that was on the earth in the book of Acts, her roots were settled down. She had to have revelation after revelation, faith to faith being revealed. And then once she understood what God gave to her of that age, then Satan is allowed to move to come in among them and see if he can take it from her. Why the bride must also be tried as the groom is tried. 
We can't be tried until the word has been restored. Don't you see this is why God had to take Brother Branham? That God gave him the message. Praise the Lord. God gave him the message. And when the message was completed in prophet form, then God said his work is done. It's completed. Now I'm going to let Satan attack them same people that have been restored in water baptism. Don't believe in eternal hell. Don't believe in women preachers. On and on and on and on. I'm going to let men from right among them come right back among them. And they'll go to raising questions. Well, there ain't one there's two well there's this and that and the other they don't you understand why the bride has got to be tried the bride must be tried not just from without but from within and what will they try to use they'll try to use the same message that you and I listen to oh my Praise be to God. The Alpha Bride must try. The Omega Bride must be tried. The Alpha Bride overcome. And the Omega Bride will overcome. Now you know in plants and vines, even in certain types of tomatoes, there's a male and there's a female. And they must be cross-pollinated. Some of them know, of course, are what they call an asexual, which means that in their, in their pistol, in their fruit, in their flowers, that they have the ability to be able to do it each other. But God so designed it. I know it's mind-boggling. But God so designed it that he is not complete without you. We could sing, I need thee every hour. And he could sing back, oh, but I need you more. I needed a redeemer, but I needed to save you more. Oh, but I needed a great healer. But I needed to manifest my healing power. Oh, I wish somebody would worship God with me in this place tonight. Oh my, it's not just our need of him. It's the way he did it, Brother Gene. In order to give himself reason and purpose of being, he must predestinate a man which would require salvation. And he cannot allow this man, he cannot lose him intention in order to save him, but he puts the man on the basis where the man could choose. And when the man comes wrong, choose him, then what does Papa do? He comes running down to save his son. Oh, you think your needs are aggravating him. You think your constant needs in this land of sin is tiring to him. You are giving him a greater reason to express himself than the Ephesus age, the Smyrna age, the Pergamos age. Every age called on him. But we're in the last age, the worst, the most dreadful, the most darkest age that ever was. And your needs are giving him the opportunity to express himself let's stand the bride's groom tree without the female don't bear fruit he's got to have Lord children he's got to have 
What a sermon title. He's got to have. He's got to have a bride tree. She's got to be born. Again, look at all these gods. She's got to be born of the same material. The Word made flesh from the tree. I hope you get it. See the same life in this female tree, the bridegroom, as it is in the bride. The works that I do shall you also. Is that right? He was the bridegroom. You say that is scriptural. Oh, it is. I caught that now. We're fixing to have a healing meeting in a minute. I caught that. Now, can you imagine that one out of his mouth and somebody thought, that ain't scripture and the Spirit of God bounced it right back to that. Praise God. I'm glad I can't do that. <laughs> to me, it would not be worth it. People think they want a gift like that. Lord, have mercy. Been able to pick up what people's thoughts are, not me. No. You want proof of it? He said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. I am the vine, you are the branches, you bear the fruit. And the male tree, and the female tree produces the pollen one to the other. That brings the fruit. And the branch and the vine does the same thing. Don't you understand what he done? He pollinated the Ephesian age through the God-called, God-ordained ministry. They were like the bumblebees or the honeybees flying in in the presence of God, taking the male pollen back to the female of the church. Don't you understand why the devil hates God-called preachers? They're anointed with the presence of the pollen of the Holy Ghost. They come out from the sweet Shekinah of the glory of God, and they fly out in the presence of God, go to flapping their little wings around. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I can't wait to get to church. Amen. Praise the Lord. And they go flying into you and you and you and you, and you say, Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What happened? You just got pollinated. Amen. They are not the male. The preacher is not the life giver. He's only the bearer. Oh, glory to God. He is only a carrier of the male pollen, Christ Jesus. Oh, my. Sit back down. No, no, no. Oh, I feel like preaching here. Oh, my. Can I just share one more with you? He was God's prophet tree. Why? He preached all the perfect word of God. He was the word of God made manifest. He was the perfect prophet tree that preached the perfect prophet word that brought forth the perfect prophet fruit by the perfect word of God. Oh, brother, talk about a tree, a tree. He was that life tree that the angel kept Eve and Adam away from, the guarding cherubims away from that tree. Now the same cherubims. Listen, friends. The same ones that was in the Garden of Eden that kept Adam and Eve out. I hope you understand it. They're right here tonight. The same cherubims is trying to run them into it. Don't you see why? Oh, it's so hard to go to hell. People are fighting over prayers. They're fighting over all kinds of things. Angels of God trying to run us into the presence of that tree of life. Because there's been a a way made for them. 
our new home. How many of y'all live in a wood house? Wood in your house? Wood floors, wood trusses, wood, wood, wood. So a tree had to give its life, right? Its life was taken from it to give you a two before. You go home tonight and behind your pretty sheet rock, your paint, your wallpaper, whatever you have up, there's either metal or wood two before. Is it behind there that they're able to attach the little wall plate to where you can flip your light switch off and on? Tube of sixes in your floor drawers, whatever more, everywhere. It's all hid. All you don't see, but it's all there. The Lord Jesus wanted to build a church, but you've got to have lumber to build it. Man wanted one too, so he went down to the Church of Christ sawmill and sawed him up a bunch of Church of Christ logs and built himself a Church of Christ church. Well, some other folks didn't like a Church of Christ lumber. They wanted a Baptist lumber, so they went over and sawed them up to the sawmill at the Baptist church and built them a Baptist church. But Jesus said, I want me a Jesus church. I want me a bride church. I'm going to cross-pollinate the bridegroom tree with the bride tree, and it'll reproduce me again in human beings. Praise be to God. Doing the same works that he done whenever he was here. Praise God. Let's bow our heads together if you would. Praise the Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, how awesome is your word, Lord. Thank you for letting us sit in this place tonight and hear these words of life. I hope they've heard more than the words of Donnie Reagan. I hope they heard from the Master here tonight. Lord Jesus, may every heart which can obtain life from that man tree. Oh, Lord, if there's one here without the Holy Ghost, there's one streaming the service, and they're just not certain, Lord. May the life of the man tree go right down in their living room where they've got their head bowed down right now. They don't have to be here at this place. If they make an altar right there in their living room, in their recliner, in their sofa, maybe someone's pulled off on the side of the road in their car, in their phone, they're listening to this service. May the man tree go right in that brother's pickup truck. May the man tree come down in his awesome presence and lead that brother to eternal life. That sister, Lord Jesus, is sitting there with tears streaming out of her eyes, holding her baby on her lap. That daddy, that mother, that man, that woman, boy or girl, standing here in this place. Lord, they love you, but they always know something's been missing. Praise God. May they go to the man tree. Not Adam, not Paul, not Brother Branham, not Donnie Reagan, but Christ Jesus. May the pollen from the man tree, Christ Jesus, strike the predestinated seed in their soul. May the breath of God breathe on them. Live. 
live, come to life. Oh, breath of God, breathe on us tonight, Lord Jesus. No doubt there's many of us that's already received that birth. Lord, may we need a refreshing here tonight. Sickness, battles of life, just different things we go through. It wears on us as humans, Lord. May that breeze of the Holy Ghost come through this place tonight, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We know God, the prophet, likens your bride to that bride tree and Satan come in those four stages to take from her. One of the things he said that Satan wanted was her leaves because leaves meant fellowship and coolness of the spirit to produce shade. Oh, Lord God, if an old devil's got between us, Father, brothers and sisters and saints of God, trying to take our leaves away, may the Spirit of God come through this building tonight, Lord Jesus. May the coolness of the presence of God blow across our leaves. Hallelujah. And refresh us, Almighty God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Father. Lord, if there's one that's sick, in the name of Jesus, may you pass by this way. Bring healing. O Lamb of God. We adore you. We stand here tonight as your bride tree. With our branches raised up to our mate. Beckoning your pollinating power. Praise God. We worship. We adore. We magnify your name. Lord Jesus. Oh, won't you just come this way. Our beloved man tree. We will wrap our branches as it was. We will intertwine ours with yours. Unlike that stance in the Garden of Eden where it was the tree of knowledge. But here, Lord, in the last days, may it be the bridegroom tree and the bride tree. Glory be to God. As it will be said in that day, I and my Father are one. May our branches be so intertwined, O oh God, that the world can see Jesus alive in us. Blessed be your name, Father. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I wish somebody would just help me worship him and love him. Glory be to God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. We consecrate ourselves to you, Father. We don't want to belong to another. We don't want our lips on Satan's cheek. Our time wasted on Satan's tactics. We want to consecrate ourselves to you, oh God. We want to be your sanctified wife that is sanctified to you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
Oh, praise be to God. We don't want to give the devil and the world and our jobs all of our best time and then give you what's left over. When we lay down at night and we're wore out and we get out 10 or 12 words and then we're gone sound asleep. Oh, Jesus, we want to consecrate ourselves to you, Father. We are the wife of your youth. We want to satisfy you at all times. Adonai, you've got to have a bride tree. You've got to have a people that will allow you to express yourself. You can express yourself to us, Lord Jesus. Not just in healing. You can do that in many denominational churches. But express yourself in the permanence of your being. In the sovereignty of your Godhead. Express yourself to us in the form of Zoe. In the greatness of your attributes, Father, it won't offend us. You can't unveil yourself in many churches. But oh God, oh God. Remove the veil, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Reveal yourself to us, oh God. Hallelujah. We'll not run out of here scared and affrighted, oh Lord. We will be awed by your presence. Your election doesn't scare us, oh God. Your sovereignty, your predestination don't scare us, oh God. We rejoice in it, Father. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise be to God. Oh, blessed Jesus. We worship you tonight, Father. I desire to worship and obey. Oh, Jesus, draw me close. Everybody, let's sing it now. Closer, Lord, to you. you tonight my God I thank you Lord to worship and everybody can we sing a chorus together can we just raise our hands close our eyes oh Jesus draw me
Oh. 